Everyone and welcome to another yearly episode of our Treehouse of Horror breakdowns. Yes, we are on to Treehouse of Horror three, and you got me, Dial Z for Zinger, and you got me, Eric Boog, and you got me, Mephistopheles. That was a <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> And, and a stretch, if anything. Uh, no, we're, we're all back. We're all back together. Phil's here, so yay! I operate Zanger. You know this by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're here to talk. We, we have moved. We are on to Treehouse of Horror 3, which originally aired October 29th, 1992. Uh, I'm sure Eric will have some um, breakdown of the first time he saw it and everything. I think we did, because we were talking before this, and we are like... Um, when was the first time you saw this? So I guess for me, I don't remember. Eric, what about you? It was when it aired. I don't really have any particular uh, special story or anything like that about watching it, but I do remember watching it when when that aired and I was in third grade. You are correct because you told me the way that you remember each year of these now, and I will keep that yes. a secret and see if someone can put those pieces together. Phil, what about you? I'm a... Uh... I would I would have been uh, 17 when this first aired, and I honestly don't remember the first time I saw it because this is one of those uh, rare early episodes that I don't remember very well. Once I was watching, I go, "Oh yeah, I remember that joke," or "I've, I've mm -hmm. seen, I know I've seen this," but is this is one of the Treehouse of Horrors that I was not overly familiar with. Interesting, interesting. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll, we will get into the episode, um, definitely. Uh, Eric, I, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but when I mentioned which one we were watching, you got very excited by it, by, by yes. me mentioning it, it would be this one. Uh, so, on that note, does that hold up for you still? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I mean, I've watched this one. I mean, even it could be like, you know, March and I'll watch this episode. Like, it's just it's a it's a great one. And uh, I even though I've seen it five billion times, I watched it again yesterday just to to prep for the episode. And of course, I uh, was like, yeah, this is this is easily one of my favorite Treehouse of Horrors. I, I guess. OK, so, of course, Treehouse of Horrors, for anyone who's unaware, for whatever reason, are broken down into three parts of each episode. Sometimes they have a through line for each for the like overall episode. This one is one that does have that through line the entire time of them having a Halloween party, which there is a lot of Easter eggs. And I am very ashamed because I thought Millhouse was dressed up as the flash for a little bit. And then it finally dawned on me. Wait a second. He's radioactive, man. Radioactive. I, I also thought it was the fly. Every time I watched it, I'm like, Millhouse is the flash and it's radioactive. I yeah. barely paid attention to that because Bart is dressed as the guy from Clockwork Orange, which yes. I thought was so insane. What an insane choice for for that. For a but, <laughs> but it also like fits this was the era of like Bart the bad boy, the anarchist mm -hmm. kind of, you know. Yeah, because the one after this is the because um, I it just automatically played and I just happened to watch the next episode on this, which was uh which was the Itchy and Scratchy movie, which is, of course, the one where they're trying to figure out how to deal with Bart. 
and everything because he's you know terrible and all this stuff and he could become yeah, a the, the one the one where they don't know how to deal with him. yeah 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 <laughs> you know I, I think the better one is where they put him on Ritalin or whatever or whatever it's called later on and he says that the MLB's spying on everybody right that that one has one of my just just him driving around going don't stop think uh, yeah that for some reason every now and then and, and for my job i do drive around equipment i'll be singing that just randomly <laughs> i love that visual pump sub in his hand Don't stop. <laughs> yep yep so no i mean it's 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 one of those things to where um no it, it fits I, I i love the setup of the little party thing I love the Alfred Hitchcock thing at the beginning. Now, no, we will, of course, get, get into each of them, but this one still had the warning at the beginning. And I thought this one was done done really well. In my opinion, this has some of the best writing, and it's one particular part, and it's one particular character, which I don't know if it's just me that enjoyed this. They Every time that, that character spoke, I was like home run automatically from that character. Um Eric, do you, do you have any thoughts before we get into this on just the setup and 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 I guess your overall thoughts of the, on the the episodes we're about episode ep, minisodes within the episode vignettes whatever they are vignettes I like vignettes. that yeah, yeah. is good I, I like Homer swearing on the Bible and then it was like no it's a book of carpet samples <laughs> I don't know why that hit me as funny but I just imagined I the visual in my head all that you could see was the dot from the TV the old school TV fading. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. The visual of Homer swearing on a book of carpet samples. It cracked me up. That's one of those little tiny lines that I don't, that doesn't immediately come to mind, but every time I see it, I forget about it. And as soon as he says it, I just start cracking up. Yesterday was no different when I watched this. Phil, what about you? Uh, yeah, I love the, I love the Alfred Hitchcock opening. It's such a, I mean, now it's such an even deeper cut. Um, and these openings, I just a quick aside to the very first three House of Horror when Marge comes out and is like, oh, this is very scary. Mm. Austin and I just watched Frankenstein for our show, and that's mm. how that movie opens. And I had no idea until like two weeks ago that The Simpsons was aping the opening of, of the Frankenstein movie from 1931, that that was a direct uh, parody of that Um but yeah, I loved I loved the Alfred Hitchcock uh, homage, and then that like Homer calls uh, people religious crybabies um, <laughs> who, who have. Uh, it's just like this. The humor in this episode it struck me as like very almost edgy, just very biting, very directed at specific people um, that they were taking shots at, and you know people like the religious community that were taking shots at the Simpsons at this time. Uh, so it, it is just sort of like a, a time capsule of uh, where the Simpsons humor was at with a lot of the, you know, still Schw- Schwartzwelder and Conan O'Brien. And, and, and I think John Beatty was still writing on, on the show at this time. It's just like this. It was a little edgier humor than I think we get in later Simpsons years. Yeah. Taking down yeah. the man. Yeah, that's right. Established religion. Um, so I I, I, I like the setup. Um, I did find a list of who everybody was dressed up as in the in the episode because I've of course got the trivia from IMDb pulled up. So thank you very much. Um, I'm just gonna go over the ha- the main ones. Um, Homer dressed as Julius Caesar. Of course, Bart uh, from A Clockwork Orange. Lisa 
Statue of Liberty, Marge Cleopatra, Millhouse Radioactive Man, Nelson Pirate, and I'm just going to end with Martin as Calliope. Yes. Because, um, yeah, that that was just a nice just like 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 i said i kind of like the whole overall theme of it's tied together of them telling little ghost stories and then the whole like um the the the, the halloween party with the passing around like the peeled grapes for the eye oh, is yeah that, yeah is that something mm. any of you all ever had experience with as children was yes. was like the the like oh it's it's guts or something and it's just some yes, food I, I i think like in fourth grade I went to a Halloween party and we did that. So it had been a year after this. I was like, oh, they did this from The Simpsons. Yeah, they, they totally <laughs> stole it. Uh, Phil, what, what, what about you? Do you have any memories of stuff like that? I, I want to say we did stuff like that at like school Halloween parties, which was most, mostly all of the Halloween parties I remember growing up were like just whatever we would do at school. Yeah, and I think we did that at, at one point where it was like a box and you stuck your hand in and they're like, this is I hope. You know, it was all peeled grapes or whatever. I and I, I like the joke of Homer eating it all, too. Yes, the, the entire time. So, so um, we get to the. I was about to say, I'll, I'll, if you don't mind, we will go to the first vignette, um, the clown. I mean, clown without pity. So, Eric, do you want to give the breakdown for this one, or do you want to do the yes. next one more? Or you know what? I'll yeah. just give this to Eric. Eric, your episode. Have at it. All right. Uh, so this is uh, it's Bart's birthday and Homer forgets to get him a present. So he goes to the evil gift shop and gets him a first <laughs> Krusty the Clown doll and he gets a free Froyo. And uh, he comes back as a, uh, to Bart. It's the happiest birthday he's ever had. And then uh, the Krusty the Clown doll is trying to kill Homer. <laughs> so there is uh, several minutes of this miniature Krusty the Clown trying to kill Homer. And then, uh, and then they call the maintenance, uh, the the company that made the doll, and uh, they find out there's a switch on the back, and it was set to evil. So, <laughs> once he was set to good, he <laughs> loved Homer, and then basically became Homer's slave. <laughs> um, also, I it's Sal, isn't it? Or am I thinking of the one from Futurama? Because that's Who? that's the 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 repair guy's the same voice. It's that voice that they had for like every repair person for a while and then it actually became right. a character one who's like this yeah 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 it's because it just says doll repair man but i'm like that that yeah. was somebody who later that voice actually became just a guy that was just there and i thought it was sal but maybe i'm thinking of futurama it's um it's not sal but it is like a name like that there but he does have a name yeah yeah because I, I recognize the voice i'm like but that's not that character yet yet because it's coming so, yeah, because because I'm 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 100% sure I'm thinking of Sal from Futurama because he's the one that like slurs every one of the S's. Um, I was about to say, do I, I'll I'll start with Phil. Phil, do you have any standout moments in this episode for you? Oh yeah, I mean the the entire um, premise just being like a a takeoff of uh, that Twilight Zone episode with Telly Savalas is you know, first of all, just like perfect and hitting me right where I live. Uh, but uh, what I love is when Homer comes back with the doll and he's stoked to get the perfect present and Milhouse is playing oh, yes. in the tail on the donkey. <laughs> and he just, I, mean, I just, I think Milhouse is that character that you just love to see get his ass kicked through. Uh, you love to see him get knocked down and literally he just plows in and no one, 
no one even bats an eye that Millhouse is like knocked out behind the door. <laughs> I just laughed. I laughed just straight out loud. It was so funny. That I I I had two moments from the. I mean, this great episode. Love this episode. It's not. It's it's not the one I was talking about earlier. I'll, I'll get to that when we get to it. But this one had that moment of Millhouse getting slammed in the door was just beyond hilarious to me because And you just, see it coming. You see you yeah. know it's going to happen and it's still just like it's it's well, perfect. And the way it was animated too, like I, I, I took a I took a mental note of that. Like it's not just like he came in. They added like there's like a slight blurriness to it the way they animated it. So it really emphasized almost any I mean I know where it's it's a cartoon, but in an almost cartoony way like almost like a Looney Tunes esque way, the way he like slammed it. Yeah, and there was just some like lines that you don't typically see in like a typical uh, Simpsons episode that really just emphasized the, right. the ridiculous of it, and it just it upped it a notch. Uh, my my favorite line. I do have a favorite line from this episode from from this vignette. Sorry, we we are, I know there's another term for it, but I'm just gonna keep saying vignette. Um, the the Homer line: the doll's trying to kill me, and the toaster's been laughing at me. Yeah. Just that is just so because he's like rolling around, getting attacked, and he just blurts out that line. And for some reason, that one I was like, perfect linery, amazing. Oh. I love it. So, um, because I because there's no reference to the toaster doing that, and it's one of those things where it's like, I I don't want to see what he is referencing with that. I just think it's funny. So no, that was I just love the idea that it's the. The toasters have <laughs> just this other crazy thing Homer is yes. experiencing. Whether whether it's just him being stupid or what, and there's just there's never been a reference to it before. <laughs> so, um, o- o- overall, I I, I like this particular vignette and everything. I thought it was great. Um, but I I I may be speaking out of turn here. I think we're about to get to the um to the um. Pierre de Resistance, the the best part, the 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 cream of the crop, if you would, in the next. Oh, but before we do that, can I give an honorable mention to the uh, Whoopi Goldberg joke that was oh, in this segment? Yeah. Uh, because that's what I'm talking about. Where like, there's some real, uh, almost I would call it mean spirited mm-hmm. uh, yes. uh, jokes, but they still work for me, and they still just that really made me laugh. And when the bottomless pit gave. The naked Whoopi Goldberg photos back. <laughs> yeah, I just really like half that joke perfectly. It was a good one. I, I also um, another thing, real quick. Uh, the scale of the doll changes drastically if you keep pay attention. Yes. Oh yeah, like like disturbing amounts of like it's the size of like um, um the Malibu state. It fits in the Malibu Stacy house, but then later on, it's like leaning on the table talking to Homer and everything. So it's it's just funny how it just keeps kept changing drastically but yes good call out phil i i mentally noted that but i just completely forgot about it it's very of the time (laughs) it's really great yeah so um so once again we'll go to eric eric king homer let's have it king homer yes this is uh i mean if you've seen the 1934 king kong like that's that's the plot summary but for those who haven't uh a greedy businessman in this uh, in this episode, the um, it was Mr. Burns, oh. uh, wants to go to Skull Island and uh, Ape Island. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Ape, right? Ape Island. I wish we were going to Candy Apple Island. What do they have there? 
Apes. Apes. That was big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they uh, they take they take a, a young actress along by the name of Marge Bouvier, and uh, they go to Ape Island and uh, use her as bait. And uh, she gets King Hober to come out after he's done punching some some dinosaurs, and uh, <laughs> they bring him back to Springfield, which looks very much like 1920s, 1930s New York. And uh, they put him on Broadway, and then he escapes and goes on a quote unquote rampage, and then he falls. Marge falls in love with him, and they get married. It's a love story made in heaven. So, oh, um, I I did forget one thing because. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say, say say it now. Grandpa has some great lines in this, like fantastic lines, because there was I think the one li- I think the one in the clown without pity was the um where where'd you get money for this? Oh, the government. I don't want <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, was, it was. But they miss a payment. I'm raising. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that, and then he's the one that tells this story because they're like, you've led an interesting life, Grandpa. No, I haven't. But I've seen a lot of movies. So. I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> so, um, Grant, it's it's Grandpa Mr. Burns. Like, in my opinion, like, Mr. Burns is just, every time, because I also, for some reason, watch the, the Homer at bat or whatever the one at Homer run, whatever the one is, the baseball one. For some reason, I watch that with this oh, for no apparent reason. Where they bring all the ringers in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great oh, episode. Oh, my God, that's but, a gr- amazing episode. Uh, yes. Definitely, probably in my top three episodes of the season. <laughs> but, um, <He's> crying. <laughs> but burns right. in that is great and burns in this just oh my god just every time he speaks i'm like edge of my seat ready to laugh because it's just the the line deliveries are great all the stuff they have him doing is just hilarious it now this is just my opinion could be wrong could be wrong but but yeah the um also the the him and smithers back and forth just Everything he had was fantastic, in my, in my opinion. Because a lot of his lingo that he uses, it's from this era. Yeah. So it seems like so like he seems like he's in his element, and it just makes it like that much funnier seeing this person who speaks like this in modern day, but finally speaking like this in in a in a an era appropriate setting. Like it just it it makes it funnier because everyone else is still acting like it was the you know the the nineties or whatever. So. Uh, I think it was just, it, yeah, in everything he says, you're right. I think everything he says this episode is just, like, pure old. Phil? Yeah, it's great. Um, and, and I think one of the things I love the best about this segment is just the the design of Homer as an ape, where he is, he's recognizable as both yeah. um, Homer and as a gorilla. I, I think it's just a, a great character design. And um, it's got a real like charm to it, being in black and white and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, every, Mr. Burns is is fantastic in this. It is the first time we see him kind of in his element. You know, this is this is where he stopped aging, where he stopped having. Uh, this is his last era of relevant pop culture references <laughs> and 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 slang. Uh, so it is weird to see him like in his element, but just everything where, um, you know, he's like, Oh, don't kill him. Shoot him in the groin and <laughs> him throwing, thro- throwing the gas bomb. And it, it lands like right in front of him <laughs> and, and drugs him. It's, uh, he's just, uh, him and Smithers both, uh, just were 
we're the best when Smithers says women in Cena don't <laughs> yes, we all know you know, a woman on the boat. He goes, well, <laughs> we all know what you think, Smithers. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I, what, I, go, go ahead, Eric. Uh, I was going to say, one of the things I love, and it's, and it's one of those things where like you never think about it until I saw this episode. Now I can never not think about it. But when it's like you're interviewing Mr. Burns before the reveal of, of King Homer, and it's like it's a three. It's like, what are we going to look forward to? It's like, well, he's just going to stand around for three hours, and it's true. Yeah. I was like, what sort of show? Like you think about it, everyone's just like, are you just going to sit there and like gawk at this giant ape for like three hours? And then what was it? Then it was the, then we'll finish with the ethnic comedy of Dershowitz and uh, uh, Dershowitz and uh, and Dugan. It was like Jewish guys. <laughs> and it was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it kind of points out like weird things you don't really think about. Yes, the source material and. Until it's said, it's like, yeah, what the hell? And then it just makes it funnier. <laughs> well, it, it, the, the other thing I played on that was Barney in the thing, too. What, yeah, it was Barney. He's like, look at the size of that state of uh, that um, platform. The platform. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not like completely unimpressed with the ape and, that, and then the peanut. Actually, Barney the peanut had some good moments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Barney had some good moments. And like, I think he had two lines, and both of them were perfect. I said a peanut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one, one, one of the other ones I like for like no apparent reason was uh, Otto being like, who's this Homer dude? Burns, either a 50 foot tall prehistoric ape or a tourist trap concocted by the ape island JCs. Oh, either way we're going ashore. As soon as he got to the jet, another thing that just dates the, the JC. Yeah, the JC, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's 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 just he, he had so many just great lines and like he was just there to deliver the craziest lines and I loved every bit of it. So like like I said, in my opinion, Mr. Burns, every time he opened his mouth in this episode, perfection came out. Just my opinion. I, and, and was he the one that, that gave this speech at, at the end about, like, someone going on a rampage and, like, you can't do that or something anymore? Was that Wiggum? I, I, I don't remember. I was still distracted at that point by the fact that Homer killed Shirley Temple. Oh, yeah. In, in this, uh, <laughs> He he eats a lot of people, and I am sad yeah. because Lenny doesn't get. I mean, uh, yeah, Lenny doesn't get hit in the eye for that ongoing <laughs> like him always oh, getting yeah. hit in the eye with stuff. It's it's his shoulder, me. yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I was disappointed. So I'm like, I guess that hasn't started yet. So or I guess since it's not in the same continuity, whatever. Um, but no, like, like, like I said, I I love this. Um, one one of my other favorite things was them reusing the Homer coming out of the, like, obviously it was taken directly from King Kong, but him like coming out of the jungle where it's just that weird angle on his head. Yeah. Where were they used that a few times? I, I really enjoyed that and how they kind of homaged vaguely to the original in some of the angles and stuff. Because I mean, we, we, we all watch yeah. the original King Kong, the 1933 one every weekend, right? Yeah. Ever cool. Of course. Oh yes, of course. Um, <laughs> Legit, legit though, like I've watched it a lot. It's like one of my dad's favorite movies, and so I watched it a lot as a kid, and I loved it, and that's what led me to become a bit the big Godzilla fan that I am. It's a great movie. The original King Kong, I mean, take it in context, it's of its time, but like uh, I, I have watched it in the last year. It's it's still a great movie, and if you are familiar with it, you do see like they are. Uh, pardon the expression, aping that movie a lot, like uh -huh. in this. In this thing, with the angles, with the uh, uh, the settings and everything, the big Skull Island 
overshot is is fantastic. This is one of those episodes, and I've talked about this before on when we've talked about Treehouse of Horror. This is one of those ones where they take a movie, but they they do this great job of paying paying homage and respect to the source material while really making it their own. It's not like a lot of the ones in the in recent years where it's like, let's take a movie, let's just put this put random Simpsons right. characters in the roles, but not make any distinction other than their voice. Like it'll look like them, it'll sound like them, but they're just basically retelling the story. Like that's what they do. But like this one, like they didn't change the names of the characters to be the you know uh i can't remember the guy's name i had it on the tip of my tongue yesterday when uh, I denim. Yeah, yeah, or, denim yeah like it wasn't yeah. it was mr burns it was still mr burns and yeah. Marge and march Bouvier and, and, and everything yeah. like that like those people stayed the same and yes it looked like new york but it was springfield but it still evoked 1930s new york and i just think they did a really good job uh, th- that's just, this is still when they do a good job of like we are this is like the simpsons in the context of this story uh, but right, the, the joke about Homer, uh, you know, the planes. It is a, a shot when they start banking off one yeah. at a time. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. "We got to refuel." Like it is. That's a shot from King Kong, but they yeah. put in the Simpsons joke of he's so fat and lazy that he takes too long to climb the tower. And now we're out of fuel. Like it is. Uh, everything is still specific to the Simpsons, while still being specific to the movie. It is a it is a really great battle. And I like that he's only climbed like barely a yes. story too. <laughs> On like the third floor. <laughs> That's all I love that. <laughs> uh, uh, boom. <laughs> all right. So I'm ready to move on to dial Z for zombie. Eric? Bart Simpson reads from A from Apple to Z for Zebra. Baby's <laughs> first alphabet. <laughs> 26 pages of pure alphabetic <laughs> adventure. Did you read a, <laughs> Did you read a book intended for toddlers? <laughs> Most of it. <laughs> so Bart Simpson, <laughs> Bart Simpson uh, has to redo a book report. So he goes to the library and after reading a new, <laughs> where, <laughs> where's Waldo yet again? Uh, he finds the occult section and finds a uh, a book about how to raise the dead, uh, basically the Necronomicon. So they were going to try and raise uh, Lisa's original cat, Snowball, not Snowball the Second that we're familiar with, and uh, ends up raising the human dead. And the Simpsons must get their way back to the library to get the spell book again so they can get the dead back to, well, being dead. Uh, Phil... I'll let you take take the reins first on this one because I'm trying to look something up right now at the same time. So go for it. Um, there's a lot of stuff in here that I remembered once I saw it, you know, like zombie Flanders and stuff like that. But I'm going to, again, the, the visual gags, the things in the background, uh, this very much marks it in its time. In the Pet cemetery. there are headstones for Capital Critters, and uh, Family Dog, which were both... And, and Fish Police. Uh, yes, and uh, well, all uh, primetime animated shows that uh, came and went really fast around this time. And I just, yeah. I love that they are sort of taking a shot at them because uh, they were the, the still the kings of primetime animation on The Simpsons. Um, but it's, it's such a great joke of its time, and it's one of those, like... Um, like the uh, the Indian burial ground in the basement of 
uh, uh, bad dream house where okay. like you if you if you pause it and you look at all the headstones, there's just like so much comedy just jammed into the visuals of it. I thought that was really clever and really I mean it's something nobody would understand now who doesn't remember those shows because they were blink and you miss them here and gone. But um, yeah, for being either of that time or uh, just an old guy like me, you go, oh yeah, I remember that show now. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a nice little shot of that. Fun fact, I have some Capital Critters toys. Really? I That Christmas, my uncle and aunt and cousins for Christmas gave me like... It, they like they only they made like six toys, five or six toys for the show for the for the characters, and then by the time Christmas came around, the show had been canceled. But they got me like the, all six of them or whatever, and I still have them. But the Bobcat Goldthwait uh, yes. guy who exploded, yes. yeah, <laughs> yep, I have, I have all because and I forgot I had those until uh, so you know we bought. We, I mentioned before we bought a house about a year ago, and I've had all this stuff up in my parents' attic that's been there for. 30, right. you know, 30 years and i have this 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 like three by three by three cube it's like a chest and it's ninja turtles and all my ninja turtle action figures are in there and i haven't opened it in you know 30 years or whatever so i opened it up and sure enough and mixed in there with them are these capital critters uh action figures and i was oh, like oh my gosh i forgot i had these and it, yeah so i yeah fun fact anyway Sorry i was a big tangent. i was a big fan of uh, uh family dog actually I was, I that was a really clever show uh all from yeah. the dog's perspective of this this family life going on i thought it was really uh really funny and that was um uh iron giant guy uh brad bird well, brad bird i think yeah. uh was was a big uh wheel or a big cog in that wheel um really interesting animated show I have no anyway, idea what you guys sorry. are talking about. I'm I'm, I'm looking <laughs> up something, and I just realized my, my brain like went, hey, you know they're talking, and I tuned back in. I'm like, the crap are they talking about? Because <laughs> I'm trying to look up Bart's, like, the, the, the things he says to raise them, I'm trying to look oh, up, yeah. like, yes. what is, is, what's it a reference to? Uh, so I, there's one that's game show hosts, there's okay. one that's Conda Brands, and there's one that's... Um, <laughs> no, there, it, it is. I, I got that one pulled up. I, um, I caught that one. I caught. I was like, but I don't. It's Zanzibar, um, Caldor, and Walmart. Oh yeah, Kres Kresge, because yeah. it, it's like shopping. It's like you know, department stores. Kresge was what Kmart was for. Oh, okay. From. I was like, and then and Walmart's the only one that's left. The other ones I think are like other department right. ones. Okay, cool. I was about to say a dated reference. Got it. Um, yeah, but the, the, um, it's Trojan, Trojan Ramsey's Magnum Chic. I was like, condoms. I was like, I, I, I got that one. I was like, I guess, but I was like, I didn't get the Walmart one at all. I'm like, I don't get that one. And now I'm, I'm mostly surprised that the guy with like a hundred kids recognized condom. Oh, 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 got him. <laughs> Good job. Pat. I'm out, guys. I gotta retire on that one. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming. Oh, it's picking up, but I'm slow clapping for you. Right now. <laughs> um. Oh man, I don't know how to follow that up. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I was trying to look up what all of them were, but I was like, I couldn't figure out the Walmart one, and it's of course because all those are like defunct, like completely defunct. Because that was like back when 
there were smaller chains. Like we're going back to a time where there were smaller chain stores instead of like yeah. everyone has like the big stores. And then there's some small ones that float around here and well, there. And the thing is though, even that was a dated reference because at that point Kmart was still like big and thriving and it hadn't been known by the Kresge name since, you know, the, the I think the fifties or whatever it was. So even then that was a dated reference. So now 30 years, well, it's later, the book of the dead. You expect some old stuff in exactly, there. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think they do it enough. So it's not just like Kmart. Like I think the Walmart, <laughs> yeah, people right. off, but most people are just like, what are these words? Huh? So yeah, that that's 100% what I was like. And like I said, I was looking that up real quick. And like I said, my brain kind of clicked back in when you guys were talking, I'm like, what are they talking about? I'm completely lost on, on this, but, um, but no, like for me, uh, this this one had some great moments in it with the um, Homer shooting Ned, and <laughs> and and they're like, "You killed Zombie Flanders, Zombie." Zombie. <laughs> so that is one of those jokes that is I have used variations of that joke throughout the past <clears throat> thirty years. Like I'm not even kidding you when I say like I have used some variation of that joke repeatedly where someone says. You blah 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 blah, and I was like, they were a blah, or that was a blah. Like, like I that is one of those things that is so deeply hardwired into my brain that they, like it was when that was first spoken and went into my ears and my brain, like something just went and just used it there. It's a it's a great joke. Uh, there there's two more I liked out of this one. They were both Homer deliveries too. Um, to 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 the book depository is just funny <laughs> because the <laughs> yes um because i actually found somewhere where it has the script pulled up and it says cocking cocking a shotgun to the book depository which <laughs> is funny because i'm like we all know book depositories are a thing but the fact that homer refers to a library as a book depository i just find amusing and, well, uh, well, and it's a gun yeah it's a kennedy it's a kennedy yeah. assassination and between that and like you know, Marge's name being Bouvier and, uh, or her maiden name being Bouvier. And that was, you know, Jackie Kennedy's maiden name. Like there's all these like odd Kennedy references in, in early Simpsons episodes. A mayor Quimby's basically a Kennedy ripoff. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and his wife looks like, like always dresses with like the pillbox hat. And, and uh, the, the mayor's, uh, drunken brother is yes. mentioned in, yes, in this us. episode as well. <laughs> yeah, so, there's a lot of like the, the Ted Kennedy, uh, that's sort of like a, a, a side reference to like Teddy Kennedy. There's, yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of just oddly placed Kennedy references in, in the Simpsons, which I think is, is kind of hilarious. Yeah. Uh, another one I really like is the delivery with the um, did 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 you barricade the door, Homer? Why? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Watch TV. <laughs> um, also, okay. There, there, there is another one. Zombie Skinners. The animation they they did on him was for. I don't know why it stuck out, but that animation of him with the mic, like leaning forward yes. and everything, was really well done. Like I really appreciated that. So bring your big chess club brain to the principal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, so so like, like I said, this one's really funny. I, I just think King Homer has a lot better moments. Just that this this one has a lot of good gags in it, so I liked it. Um, I was about to say I, I don't know if, if when I was in the middle of reading scripts and looking over stuff, if I missed your all's breakdown of like what your final thoughts were on this one, but uh, Phil. I thought this one was great. Um, the only uh, confusion I had was getting it mixed up with all the other zombie episodes that The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror has done. 
I kept waiting for the the joke where he shoots Edgar and Johnny Winter. Um, <laughs> because and that's in a that's I think in the one where he nukes the town or something like that. Uh, uh, France nukes the town. Um, well, yeah, there's that one, and there's one where I think Homer like puts the plant into meltdown. Um, oh, anyway, there's, none of this surprises of, me. This one is uh, a more of a Night of the Living Dead, and just like King Homer, like there are shots in this that are straight out of Night of the Living Dead. The duck angles of the the zombies walking up to houses and things like that, and it's just uh, again, you can tell the the creators really love the original movies that they're they're parodying because the all the details are in there and it's just it's just brilliantly done. It's, a, it's such a great era of Treehouse of Horror in general. Yeah. Uh, uh real quick, Phil, the one you're thinking of would be um well one of them that, that you're thinking of would be the Home Mega Man, which we gotta wait till um Okay, yeah. We gotta wait five more years for that one to okay. pop. Oh up. man, <laughs> for that one to pop up. Um, that's that's that is the one where France nukes the town. I don't remember which one he causes the meltdown in, though. I mean, it like, like I said, it sounds one hundred percent like something he would do. Yeah, no, I, I could be crossing my wires on that, but yeah, I do remember that one. The uh, I've wasted my life. The uh, 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 comic book guy oh, and. Man. But yeah, I get that. I get so many of these mixed up. And like I said, I wasn't as familiar with this one. I, I don't know why, because these are three really solid segments. I just happen to have not caught this one in syndication as much. Uh, this first like four years of the of Treehouse of Horror, like I, the first one always sticks out like the three that are in there, but then like like Treehouse of Horror, like two through like five or six, I always get mixed up which segments are in which episodes because right. they're all so great that it's never like, oh, these are the three that really get like they're so great on their own. It's not like there's three that really go, oh, yes, this one makes sense to be with this one, makes sense to be with this one. Like they all are so great, and I just kind of like hold them. And they all, and you're right, this is like this, this is truly like a the golden, it's the beginning of it, but it's definitely the golden era of um, of Treehouse of Horror. And yeah, so I do the same thing where like I'll think like this episode, like I kept thinking, um, there's one I was trying to think of, and I was like, isn't that in this one? I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's next year or whatever. So yeah, I, I always get a lot of them kind of confused which ones are paired up in this this era because they were all so good exactly so um no I, I was about to say everyone okay do you have a hands down favorite out of the three we for for this year i'm gonna go with myself first yeah i'll i'll, I'll take this myself first <laughs> um i'm gonna go with probably king homer just because of the burn stuff was so good every, every every one of these had great moments but just for some reason this was when they were right like burns i think and you are right him being written within the time frame of like when he would have been like his his pop culture references come from for some reason yeah. it's just hilarious to me and the weird thing is i don't think john Swartzwelder had much to do with this but a lot of this seems like his jokes so I don't know if he just pitched a few here and there, but I mean it, it it's very Schwarzenegger for a lot of that stuff, but it wasn't him apparently. So I, I'm I'm going with King Homer as my pick for this for out of the three of these, which one is stands above the rest. So Phil, 
I'm going to go... I, I like King Homer a lot, but um, I think Dial Z for Zombies is is my favorite of the three. I think it had uh, kind of the most jokes. I think it had some great... I, I love the, the Waldo book where Bart is like, he's not even trying anymore. Like, um, <laughs> There's the kid just pointing at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like two people in the victory. Um, and I, I just think uh, it's one of those that incorporates more of the town. Uh, mm. So you see more people like, uh, as zombies or, uh, you know, like mentioned earlier, Barney, like, oh, I'm not a zombie, but, you know, one <laughs> in Rome, you know, and and then like the, the weird historical figures that are, oh, you know, right. like, like Shakespeare is somehow buried in Springfield. William Shakespeare, you know, like, uh, I, I uh, John, about the, the, John the Smith. John Smith yeah. uh, trying to... And <laughs> That's, I'm John Smith. John, John Smith, Smith 1882. <laughs> 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 I just, I thought it was a really uh, fun take on, on zombies in general and Night of the Living Dead and just, I, I think just more, more to my taste in terms of, uh, you know, what I love about The Simpsons is jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes. And I, I think that segment had a lot more of that. All right. Um, Eric. Yeah, this is one of those episodes that's a real Sophie's choice because <laughs> all three of them are just such strong entries into this, uh, this ongoing special event that we look forward to every year. Well, did well. It still goes on every year. It's just, I mean, it would. They were much more special then. Nobody's watching. Um, I, I, I think, I think I'm gonna have to go with Phil on this. I think Dial Z for Zombie was my favorite one, but like just barely edged out the other two because, again, all three have such strong points that make them arguable for contender of not just top in this episode, but like in the overall pantheon of trios of horror, like these are three of the strongest vignettes that they've done. So, but yeah, I mean, just for the exact reasons Phil said, I mean, like it, it's that classic Simpsons, uh, just jokes on top of jokes, you know, jokes that lead to other jokes that lead to other jokes that individually are funny, but when they're combined, just make these super jokes that just like, are like, what is going on here? This is amazing. Um, so yeah, but again, they're all, all three are great, but I think I have to go with DLC for zombies. My, my personal favorite for the three. Okay, I, I guess I'm the odd man out on this one. <clears throat> so it's still a worthy one because I because I, I, I was like because as we're sitting there, like I was trying to decide like what which one of these are my yeah, favorite. I mean because they're all great. I, I also am looking at like the list of upcoming ones, and God, there's some great ones. I mean, years down the road for us, but um, to do, but I mean, there's there there there's some great ones. I cannot wait to to get the chance to discuss and. Actually, next year's has four technically because the um, opening of it is a parody itself that had to be fully written by Conan O'Brien. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So we got that to look forward to. Um, overall, though, great stuff. Can't wait to do this again next year when we move on to Treehouse of Horror four and season five of The Simpsons. So definitely excited for that. Um, in the meantime, where can people <coughs> find more from you, Phil Rude? Uh, you can find me. On my podcast, The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude, you can go to my website, philrude.com. 
And if you are in Florida, this episode is coming out right before our elections. And remember that Matt Gates is a sex trafficking pedophile and does not deserve to be in office. So make sure you cast your vote appropriately. Uh, awesome. Zinger, feel free to edit that out if you don't want this to get uh, hateful political uh, comments and emails. Hey, Zinger, um... Copy, cut that, or, cut that or just and or, paste it, and so we have it twice. Because just <laughs> just direct them, direct your your hate to me, and I will uh, point you at all the evidence that suggests that he is indeed a criminal and should not be in office. He's bad for Florida. He's bad for children. Get him out of there. Sorry, sorry, everyone. I'm I'm getting off my soapbox now. Um, you can find me standing on it again on Twitter. Perfect, Eric. Where can people find more from you? So you can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. And I would also like to say something, but it's not as political. It's Simpsons related. Uh, so last week, as of the recording of this episode, season 34, episode three aired, Lisa the Boy Scout. Mm. I, it is currently streaming on Hulu. I implore everyone listening to this, please, please go watch this episode. I will give you the description. When the boy explorers become co-ed, Bart and Lisa vow to outscout each other at the annual jamboree. That's all I'm going to read to you. I, you know this, what? Just off of doubt, that, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Without a doubt, the funniest episode of The Simpsons I have seen, like a new episode in 15 years at least. I laughed so hard at parts of this episode. It's seriously one of the best episodes in years. In fact, I even commented on. Um, on uh the i've mentioned it before the real gems the the youtube channel that does a lot of reviews of, of simpsons episodes seasons characters etc and david selman who's the current showrunner liked my tweet expressing as as much uh i i i don't want to say anything else because this episode goes places Interesting. And it completely took me by surprise because of the the episode title and description where it went Please, it is stre currently streaming on Hulu. Please watch it. It is you will you will laugh because I even watched it again. First time I have gone back and purposely rewatched a new episode of The Simpsons because it was so funny. I wanted to watch it again. Um, please do it. That's all I'm going to say. Please. Do well, it. yours is far more fun than my recommendation. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what? Give, give me that episode title again, Berg. I'm sorry. Uh, or or uh, the number. Uh, season thirty-four, episode three. Lisa the Boy Scout. All right, I'll check that out. All right, of course you can find Zingness wherever you find great podcasts, and don't worry, Phil. Uh, Florida's only in the top ten like downloads for Zingness, so I'm sure people will actually hear that. Um, <laughs> top, t sorry, top ten out of all fifty states, so definitely in the top fifth of our um, viewership. Nope, listenership. There we go. There we go. There we go. You can of course find. You can look at your. You can look at your phone while you listen, though. That's viewership. I. I, I I watch the sound waves for podcasts. I put it on. I watch the sound waves so I can see where the stuff's going on. But anyways, um, you can, of course, find Zygnus wherever you find other great podcasts. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitter. Check out our Patreon where there's some extra stuff being put out every now and then by me and Eric and whoever else wants to put stuff out on there. But you go check that out. And we'll, of course, be back next week with another spooky dookly episode of Zing. And, yeah, I did steal Flanders thing there. Perfect. Um, Spookily dookly. dookly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, tune in next week for another spookily dookly episode. Don't ask us to point out where the dookly is because we will be um, unmonetized on YouTube for that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> bye! <laughs>
<laughs> you ruined the show.